Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, it's great to be back with you folks, and we're so excited about this 182nd podcast and we're in the book of Psalms with our uh, title, with our series being Songs in the Night. And boy, Psalm 5 is one of those psalms that it's, a, it's like it reaches out and talks to you about things that we're going through right now and protection and those types of things. And, you know, as we sit in a country right now with coronavirus and a presidential election and craziness and all kinds of weird things going on, that, uh, that here's David uh, going through his own evil situation. Here's David in the midst of all these things, and we get to talk about him, and we're excited about that. And, and folks, we're more excited to have you with us and uh, to have you guys care enough to drop by and uh, help for Wounded Spirits and, and be with us today. And as always, my co-host and friend, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, how are you this morning? I'm doing pretty well, Doug. I'm glad to be here. And uh, give us the quick weekly update on the uh, uh the worship team there, the uh, Wesco 8, the grade 8? Well, they're doing pretty well. I was actually gone um, over this last weekend for a ladies' conference in Wisconsin. So um, they got to spend time with Grandma and Grandpa, and they always love that. So um, they're all doing well in school, all that awesome stuff. Well, I, and you know, I just heard some nasal sound on your voice. So I think Wisconsin got to you over the weekend. I think that, maybe did. That I think it's more coming back. I think it's more coming back to Indiana because we literally got into Indiana and we're about an hour and a half from home, and my nose starts running. I start sneezing and I'm going, "What is up with this?" Yeah. So I think it's more just good old hometown allergies going on. Well, praise God! And I just got back myself. I was in North Wilkesboro over the weekend. We had a political rally and. And uh, it was great. We had about 300 people come out under the roof, about 300 people in their cars. And we're not sure how many more were in the area in awesome. different parking lots. We filled up the area we were in, and it was great to talk about the issues and how God, how God expects us to vote and what the Bible says about voting. So that was pretty great. You know, we vote with our Bibles, and God matters. Yeah. And, and uh, that was pretty excited to get up there and tell those folks about that. Well, we certainly have a lot here in the Bible to talk about. So we're going to hop in, folks, and we're going to throw it back and forth and, and think about things that you may ask and things you're going through. And certainly we know that this podcast is uh, reaching out to people who are hurting today. And we know that people in this podcast uh, uh, have been through terrible things. And so we want to send this, <coughs> excuse me. As soon as Stephanie started talking about her voice and nasalness, uh, <laughs> mine seems to have showed up. And uh, but we certainly want to uh, uh, just dig right into Psalm five here and see see as David reaches out to the Lord and seeks protection and uh, and things of that nature. It says, "Give ear here in Psalm number five. It says, "Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation." Boy, I like that. I I like that. Uh, He's crying out to God, he's, his prayer, his meditation, and, and uh, he just wants him to hear it. And hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. And I love he's using the term, my King, my God. He's saying this is what this is. And folks, that's what we need to be at. And uh, 
God is our king. He's our God. He's our everything. And my voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish should not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of inequity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house, into the multitude of thy mercy, and fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness, because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before thy face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher, a tomb. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own consuls. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteousness with favor, will thou compass him as with a shield. And uh, boy, so many promises here in Psalm number five coming uh, coming right out of Psalm number five. We're seeing so many things. It's a, it's a morning Psalm. Uh, and I like that. I think David is, uh, he's talking about coming to him in the morning. He's talking about looking up and you know something I read the other day, Stephanie, that caught my attention, and, and uh, you named one of your sons after him, but the great missionary, Hudson Taylor. Okay. Hudson Taylor could not get up early enough to get all his work done and his farming done and uh, all his work among his church people, so he started getting up at 2 a.m. just to study and read God's Word. And when I read Psalm 5, that was one of those things that came to my mind immediately was Hudson Taylor getting up at 2 a.m., making sure he's protecting himself, making sure he's protecting his family, making sure that those protections are making a difference. And I mean, what are you seeing here, Stephanie, as we hop into Psalm 5? Psalm 5 has become a very precious psalm to me these past um, couple of weeks as I've been seeking the Lord and seeking to pray with Scripture even more. Um, you know, God's word, we're told that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Yeah. And when I come to this psalm, God gave us this psalm for a reason, and this is the heart, a heart cry of David. And I think it needs to be our, our heart cry right now in an incredible way as we face people on levels that, you know, the mask is off, um, the evil is displayed, it's blatantly shaken in God's face, and um, the hatred is clearly being shaken in the face of those um, of us who want, want to live quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty. The mask of hatred for living a quiet and peaceable life is off. Yeah. And um, so when I come to this psalm, it's become a heart cry from my heart to God. Yeah. And it is. And what better. Yeah. Yeah. What better thing to pray to God than a prayer from 
the man after God's own heart, a prayer that God gave us. It's inspired. You know, every word of God is pure. It is. And that word, you know, it says that verse says every word of God is pure. He is He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. In other words, the word of God, it's personalizing that and making it a he. And saying the word of God is a shield to those that put their trust in him. And this psalm is a psalm that's a shield. It's a psalm that's a is that defense that God's given us, our way of defense to cry out to God and ask him to work. And um, I love the way he says, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up, for thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all the workers of iniquity. And David just starts listing facts here of God. This is who you are. Yeah. This is who, what your character is. And then he comes back and says, but as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. And in thy fear, will I worship toward thy holy temple? Yeah. You know, we, we can go to God wherever we are. We can come to him and say, God, this is what you say about the wicked. This is what you say about the foolish. This is what you say about the bloody and deceitful man. And this is what you say will happen. And God, this is what I'm coming to you based on your character. And I'm coming to you in the multitude of your mercy and in reverence of you, in fear of you, in awe of who you are and worshiping you. And this is a powerful song. I just yeah. can't go on and on and up yeah. about it. It's just been powerful these last couple of weeks to meditate on what this psalm says and the depth, the depth of the meaning and so the power much. here. Yeah, so much. And I mean, we got to remember that David is king, you know, so. Yes. And, and so David being, being king over, he, who he's king over, he's king over Israel. He's coming and saying, but God, you're my king. You're my God. Yes. And, uh, you know, in order to rule uh, properly, in order to lead properly, in order to make those right decisions, uh, we need to have God in the right place of our lives, and and I think that's yeah. what David's doing here. David is putting yeah. uh, he's putting God in the right place. He's he, he's focusing on his holiness right there when you're in four through six, and uh, you know he's talking about a God that opposes sin and wickedness and and uh, all those evil doers, and he's talking about treacherous people and. Boy, I think we should have a prayer like this. I think that the world that we live in right now and, and the things that are daily fed to us that are garbage and that are sideways. And, and here's David, and, and he's following the rule. In the beginning, God, he's first thing in the morning, he's there. He's in the word of God. He's in meditation. He's, he's studying. He's, he's going on with that. And it, it's such a blessing to me. And, and then, you know, over in verse 7, I was moved by uh, the way that he praised God for his faithful love. You know, sometimes yes. when we pray, I think we forget the adoration and the praise for God. Yeah. I think we forget that. Yeah. I, I think we forget to love God and praise Him. Okay. You know, we do that. We see that in marriage and we see that in things where we just kind of, after a while, people just kind of take advantage of each other, you mm -hmm. know? And, and the terrible thing with God is that that's easy to do with God. You just, and, and we can't yeah. do that. We got to realize how great He is and uh, because God is so merciful. He's... 
He gives so much of his grace so that we can be saved and we can be here today. But friends, if we're going to have a right relationship with God, if we're if we're going to come out of a pit that we're in or holes that we get in or bad places we're at, we need to realize that uh, we're dealing with the Most High King. We're uh, we're dealing with the only God. We're dealing with the God of Israel. The King of Israel uh, is God. I mean, we are we are going in. We're all in. He's looking for guidance. I mean. I think, Stephanie, I think in my life, I can point to times where I've taken advantage of my relationship with God. And, and I just think that's terrible. And I think that if you're listening today, folks, find some time in your life to meditate. Find some time in your life to, uh, with meditation to pray to God, meditate on his word and, and praise him. We have a God that deserves all of our praise. And, and, uh, I mean, Stephanie, as you're looking at this and you're thinking about things, to what else came to your mind? What comes to your mind with us practically? So going back to that tough word, that practical word, what comes to your mind to that guy or gal that are sitting out there right now and they, they just got saved? And certainly we have handfuls of them listening to us right now. And they're saying, I really don't know how to do this. I mean, what, how would you say to praise God through this? I would say the best way that we praise God in the midst of our crying out to him um, is where we focus on the fact that when we remember all God has done for us in the past yeah. and remember what he is, you know, he died for us. He gives us victory over sin. He gives us victory over the grave because he is victory over the grave. Yeah. And, um, when we focus on, in verse 11, he says, we shout for joy because thou defendest them. And when we focus on the fact that he loves us and that we can love him, we can have that relationship with him. And, you know, verse 12 to me, David, David makes a statement that's powerful. He says, Lord, um, thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. And when we focus on that, that, God, you've been so good to me, it leaves us praising and thanking him. And so many times, even, you know, in Philippians, we're told to be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And there's something about being thankful. There's something about about taking that time to, to meditate on all God's done for us. It's humbling. It's yeah. humbling when you realize that every good and perfect gift comes from God. It's not about us. And it makes us, as we pray, it creates a humility there and a brokenness even because like God, I, I'm only here because of you give me oxygen. I only have the clothes to, that I have to wear because you provided those. And it just leaves us in a place of bowing our knee before the Lord in a whole new way that's powerful. Yeah. And I, I, I think there I think there's a lot to be said about remembering counting our blessings, like that old song, Count Your Blessings, name them one by one. And I think sometimes as Christians, we forget that uh, we haven't been forsaken and uh, that, that God is looking out for us, that God cares for us. And, you know, one of the hardest things ever is when we become a new Christian, sometimes we're steered the wrong way in how we go about doing 
the normal routine of Christianity. And, and uh, it just seems like it becomes a church thing. You know, some of us go to church just on Sundays or just on Sundays and Wednesdays or whatever the case may be. And we don't realize that worship is an everyday experience. And we don't realize yeah. that meditation and reading God's word is an everyday experience. And we don't realize the benefit of that because we're not doing it. So we're just, yeah. you know, we're utilizing half our resources. And it's, uh, it would be like going to school to get a four-year college degree in finance and only using one semester's worth of information that uh, we need to dig in. We need to connect to God. We need to plug into that. We need to learn from him. And, and, I, and I think it's so essential. And especially when you're down in the pit, when you're in the hole, when, uh, as you said, I want to dig a hole and hop in it and cover it up. When that time's there, there's no more important time than to be meditating on God's word, than to be hopping into God's word, than to yeah. be learning, than to be growing. And you know, there's a companion verse that goes with uh, Psalm number five, and it's over in uh, Habakkuk. And uh, it's uh, verse number 113, and it says, Thou art of pure eyes than to behold evil, and cannot look on inequity. Wherefore, lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously, and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he. And uh, so much, God gives us so much. He's, he's looking for us, he's caring for us, and David's plugging in. David is, the, you know, the king of Israel in biblical times, is as good as it gets. And David's realizing, hey, I need God here. I need to plug into something bigger than myself. He's the great God. He's my king. He's the one that I'm going to pray to. And, and, and I guess from what you said from a practical term is absolutely right. Maybe sit down with a piece of paper and write the blessings that are in your life. Maybe a, you know, maybe a good uh, lesson coming out of this would be to sit down and say, you know, I'm writing down my kids or I'm writing down my parents and I'm writing down my God, especially, and thanking God for them and meditating on his word and grabbing a psalm like number five and, and, and you know, reading those wonderful words, hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee I will pray and say, God, how am I doing with that? Am I hearkening unto you? Am I coming to you? Am I submitting to you? Am I learning from you? And and I think that's how we got to come out of this, Stephanie. I think I yeah. think we got to come out of this with a new uh, energy, almost uh, with a revived prayer life. Yeah. Well, I think it should give us. I love the way that David, when he prayed these things, it was like he prayed with an eye of faith. Yeah. And he prays these, verse 12 is almost written as if it's future tense. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous, and with favor wilt thou compass him. And it's almost like, God, as you answer these, as you answer these prayers, you're going to bless me, and you're going to show, compass me with, um, your, your, with favor, you're going to compass me as with a shield. And it was almost like that prayer of faith, you know, we're told in James, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Yeah. And that prayer of faith, and, you know, I was just speaking at a ladies' conference and was just challenging myself along with them, do we really believe what God God's Word says? Do we really believe that God is who He says He is? Do we really believe we are praying to the same God Moses prayed to, to the same God that parted the Red Sea? to the same God that closed lion's mouths, to the same God who gave Esther the courage 
to go before the king. And God did miracles in each of those cases because each of those people did something by faith. Yeah. And are we willing right now to pray by faith and trust God to answer those prayers? And that's what this chapter challenges me. That Do I really believe that God's word, that this chapter is inspired? And if I do, if I believe that this is God's word and that he has given this to me, then am I, am I enacting it? Am I, am I being a part of that catalyst system because I'm choosing to believe God and God works through the prayers of his people. And this is one of the prayers of his people. And we can take that and make it our own. And, you know, we see that with our children, with us and a smaller example of that, but when they really want something for us, they either know how to turn on their charm or guilt us into it. You know, and with God, guilt is never going to work. But you can see your kids, oh, dad, you're such a great dad. And, you know, I really need this right now, or I want this, or I want to use the car, or whatever the case may be. And we see that, and it's, it's so, you know, we forget along the way that we get so much more from God. We can't even breathe without him giving us yeah. breath. We can't do anything. Yeah. <clears throat> without him caring for us and taking care of us. And, and, uh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I think that as we look here at this Psalm and, and as we go through, I like that idea where he's saying, compass, surround me, surround me, O yeah. Lord. We need, to, we need to be surrounded. You know, our days need to begin yeah. surrounded by the Holy Spirit of God working in us. We, in the beginning, God, as it says in the first words in the Bible, put God up front. Put your Bible study up front. Put God up front. Get up a little earlier. You don't have to do the Hudson Taylor thing. You don't need to do two in the morning. But you know, Stephanie, we've been promising these people like a song or something. We've got about a minute left. Can you give them a verse this morning or is you want me to do it? Is, is your voice too far gone? No, I don't think it's too far gone. All right. Um, did, you, I didn't, I, did you say, did you give a specific title and I missed it? No, I just want you to go. Yeah. Oh boy! The title um, of your own. Well, well, this this my dad loved to put script, make scripture songs, All take right. verses and turn them to scripture, and we actually have a scripture song that he taught me as a little girl for verse eleven of this chapter. Okay. So I'll just do that one. All right. But. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice, rejoice. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee, be joyful in thee. Wow. You know the word joy, the word joyful, and the word rejoice shows up 400 times in our Bibles. So listen, folks, as we go today, I want you to remember that 400 times we should be joyful. And we're working real quickly on Joy from Jail and the Book of Philippians right now. And hopefully we can get that book out to you soon. We sure do love you, folks. We look forward to coming back tomorrow morning. And listen, uh, give it to God. Wake up in the morning and just give it to God. Trust Him. 
he gives protection. He alone can take care of you. He is our King. He is our God. He alone is worthy. Uh, well, we sure do hope you folks have a great day today. And uh, we'll look, uh, we want you to listen to this next thing really closely. Stephanie, what's the number one thing that we want people to hear about on this podcast? Well, Doug, our, our ultimate prayer is that every person would come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior because that is the most life-changing thing that any person, that's the most big, biggest decision every person needs to make. So do that today, folks. And if you are saved, share it with somebody. We'll talk to you real soon. Listen to every word. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com. Dot com.